Hey guys, in light of the current COVID-19 crisis, I am teaming up with Himalaya to show our support. From April 1st through the end of May, Himalaya will match the exact dollar amount for every active subscriber to our premium channel and donate it to direct relief to support our healthcare workers. Go to your favorite app store, download the Himalaya app, search for Personal Revolution, and subscribe to our premium channel to show your support. Let's fight this pandemic together. Hi, this is Allison Task with Personal Revolution, and this week I have a real treat for you for the bonus episode. I wanted to share with you some of the techniques and tools that coaches use to be coaches. The essence of coaching, really, is asking great questions. It's asking questions that get your clients to think about things they've been thinking about anyway, but in a new way, right? If you're spinning your wheels in the mud, it's that piece of wood you shove under the tire that helps that tire get traction. That's what a good question is. So I, and all coaches really, are trained in asking questions. That's what we do. And then we're trained in giving space, creating accountability, and supporting clients as they pursue difficult things. But the essence of great coaching, it definitely isn't dictating. It definitely isn't advising. It definitely isn't consulting. A lot of people come to a coach and say, just tell me what to do. And that's not it. I mean, I can. And sometimes I'll say, if you want me to give you my opinion, I will, but that's breaking from coaching. So just as long as you understand this isn't coaching, this is advising, I'll do that. But then let's go back to the coaching. If you see things When you see things in a new way, you have the answers for yourself. So someone telling you what to do is far less powerful than you telling yourself what to do in a very decisive way. So my job as a coach is to do that, you know, mental jujitsu with you to get you to answer your own questions. I know I've done a good job when a client says to me, well, that's obvious. Why did I need to come to you for this? I knew this all along. Some may see that as a bit of an insult or a little bit of a slam. I'm like, yes, okay, I did my job. I asked good questions. I got the client, I got you to see the answer to your own, to your own question. So in that light, today we're going to be talking about asking great questions and I'm going to share some tools, some actual kits and tools you can buy, a website that you can go to. And then let's just practice the art of questioning because right now in this moment, we have so many questions and so few answers, right? So few answers about timeline, coronavirus, what we can, we know we can stay home, but that's getting old and it's going to continue to get old, right? So if we know we have to stay home, right? If we're within these four walls, how can we make that a stimulating space? Well, use your mind. My mom, when I would tell her when I was a little girl, mom, I'm bored, right? Because I didn't grow up with iPads and screens and stuff like that. I think I had three channels on the television, which I was most certainly not allowed to watch. If I would say, mom, I'm bored, she said, then you don't know how to use your time well. I guess we'll have to send you to sleep earlier. (gasps) What? Early bedtime? That's like the worst thing ever that you could do to a kid. So I learned how to use my time more wisely. We all have time now, with the exception of Parents who are with small children, they feel like they have no time, especially if you're a dual working parent family with multiple kids who need support for reading or bathing, etc. That group of the population does not feel like they have a lot of time, but they have time together with people and they're trying to conceive of activities. So questions help there too. So 
Let's first start with what is a good question. It's pretty simple. A good question is an open-ended question. So here's what a good open-ended question is not. When my husband makes food for my kids, he'll say, what do you want for breakfast? Ah, no. Now that's a marvelous open-ended question, but I don't want them to start creating ideas. I want them to say, would you like toast and eggs or would you like cereal and bananas? Those are your options. Closed question. Closed question is finite. Choose from these options, right? Because I'm not a diner. So I want a closed question when it's time for meal prep. An open question gives you options. To open a question, like the last thing I would ever ask clients is, what do you want to do with your life? What do you really want to do? What are you passionate about? Those are really hard to answer questions, too much, too vast, and it'll piss people off. Instead, I'll say, why did you call me now? Why did you sign up for this session now? What made you call me this week and not two months ago? Because a lot of people say, I've been thinking about calling you for years. Great. Why now? What happened now? So if you can focus, right? So so you want to tighten the field so it's not big and vague and what are you passionate about? What do you want to do for your life? What do you want to be when you grow up? Those are too open. They can cause a great deal of stress. And sometimes I'll play with clients and I'll ask a range of questions and I'll see them blank out. If I ask a question that's too vague, I'll be like, all right, my mistake. And I'll own it immediately. My mistake, that question was too big. Let's peel it back, right? Let's narrow the field. I'm very much watching my client's response to the questions I ask when I ask them. So um, what I'm always going for, and practice this when you ask questions now of people either on your Zoom happy hours or people in your home, watch their face, right? A good question a client will look to the side. They will stop looking at me. They will stop interacting with me because it's almost too much stimulus. They need their whole brain to answer that great question. So they'll stop and look down into the side or up into the side, but they always shift and stop. And you can see all motion in their body stop and they get really focused on answering the question. So that's a good question, an open-ended question. Some of my favorites are in five years, dot, dot, dot. This time next year, dot, dot, dot. Where do you see your relationship? Where might you live? Don't ask where do you want to live, but where are three options for places you might want to live? I have a client right now who's contemplating moving. She's always contemplating moving. And we're going to narrow this down, answer the question, move forward or take it off the table, right? We're going to narrow the field. But if I say, well, where do you want to live? No. Where might you want to live for two years? For the next two years, what's a place you might want to live? Right? That's a different question. By narrowing the scope and leaving it open-ended, you can really help someone have a new fresh thought. So those are examples of coaching questions and some techniques to open the field for creativity, but narrow the field so it's not overwhelming, right? My breakfast example with the kids I don't want to get overwhelmed as the implementer of said breakfast. Sometimes it's blue sky. Sometimes we got to get out the door and get to school. Hopefully those times will come back <laughs> sooner rather than later. Now, a few tools for questions. So a couple of years ago, I was attacked on social media by this company called Vertelis, V-E-R-T-E-L-L-I-S, Vertelis. You can find them online. They're a Dutch company and they put together some very aggressive marketing about 
having deeper, having, having DMs, right? Having deep and meaningful conversations with the people you love. And I was intrigued. So I bought a box of their questions. I bought it for, um, my husband and myself. At that point, we had five-year-old twins and a four-year-old and didn't have much time for ourselves. And I thought, well, in the precious 15 minutes we do have, let's ask these questions. So I got their romance deck of card that comes in a really attractive box. And, uh, I'm going to show you what some of these questions are like. Here we go. Ready? Shuffle the deck, please. So here are some sample questions for the romance deck from Vertelis. What kind of joint sporting activity would you like to make a habit, right? Because this is your this is your partner, right? This is someone who you're going to invest time in. Hey, what might be fun for us to do? Maybe the answer to that question is sex. That would be cool. Maybe it's tennis. Maybe it's hiking. We don't know. Here we go. When were you a power couple and when did you need some work as a team? That's pretty cool. That's a good one to think about. Now, let me ask the last one, then we'll move on from here. What influence does the fact that you have or don't have children have on your relationship? As you can see, you ask a question like this and you can have, you know, anywhere from a five to a 20 minute conversation. Give time, of course, for each partner to answer these questions. And this, this is Vertelis, the love and romance deck. I have another deck from Vertelis that I got for my family this year for the holidays. And these are family questions. So here's a couple samples. Which characteristics from someone in your family would you like to have? Right? So this is an opportunity for my seven-year-olds to say something nice about their five-year-old sister. If you had the attention of the whole world for 15 seconds, what would you do or say? Another one. What is your favorite characteristic about yourself? So why am I plugging Vertelis right now? It is not because they're advertising, although I would welcome that, Vertelis, if you'd like to advertise with me. I know you're very aggressive on social media. We're home, right? We're with our loved ones. And now some people are further isolating by going into like the screen zone or, you know, over drinking or over consuming or just being sad, right? So what we can do now is connect. Some people right now, clients of mine who are alone, are telling me that they're more social than they've ever been because they're doing Zoom happy hours and Zoom calls and Zoom conferences. And although they're not physically connected, they are connected to people. So even in isolation, you're connecting, right? What we all have is access to other people, not in the way we used to, but we do have it, either the people you're with in the home or people you choose to connect with digitally. We have our brains. We have health, hopefully, if we're home, taking good care of what we're eating and, and sleeping, you know, God willing, if we're not having coronavirus. And if we are having coronavirus and we're still home, well, we still need things to do, right? We still want to talk and communicate and think and love. So take the opportunity to use the questions that I use as a coach, not necessarily to achieve a goal, but to just deepen your connection, right? A few years ago, maybe 10, people started talking about DMs, deep and meaningful conversations, right? DMs. That's what we can do now. We can have DMs at a whole different level. And why that's important is because connecting with family and connecting with family, connecting with friends, as we discussed a couple podcasts ago, is half of your happiness equation, right? Your happiness equation are the parts of your happiness and mindset that you can control. There are four, your faith, 
your family, your friends, and meaningful work. If you can deepen your connection with your friends, with your family, by exploring these questions, you can deepen your relationships. And that's what we have now. We have our connections and we can take them deeper. Don't leave them superficial. Learn things about one another. It feels good to talk. It feels good to have someone ask you a deep question and care about you. So take this opportunity to do it. So either conceive of your own open-ended questions, rely on a tool like Vertelis, or I found this other tool online that's really great. I was listening to a podcast called The United States of Anxiety, which actually came out before coronavirus, but seems especially appropriate now. And they had an episode on this one particular list of questions. There's a website written by a man, and he calls it Radical Faggot. It's called radfag.com, R-A-D-F-A-G.com. And in 2017, he put together a list called 45 questions to ask while waiting, right? So that wasn't pandemic waiting. That was just waiting in line, waiting for your friend to meet you at a restaurant. All those times we find ourselves waiting and going to our phone. Here are 45 questions to ask. Well, we're all waiting now. We're all waiting now. And these are great questions, so great that it was featured on that podcast. And I'm thanking you for sharing this list because you can find it online or you can go to radfag.com and find it. I'll give you a couple of these questions. What fantasy do you revisit on your morning commute? What will cause your inevitable downfall? What shame have you learned to live with? And then silly ones. This is an open-ended, but it's a fun one. What is the oldest thing currently in your refrigerator? This is more open-ended. When sleep-deprived, what is the most likely reason? With whom is your kindness most forced? What hypocrisy in yourself have you yet to amend? So the woman who was doing this podcast for United States of Anxiety found this list, I guess, you know, hanging out with friends a few summers ago, and she became obsessed with it and and goes to it all the time, like loves to use these, this, this short list of 45 questions whenever she needs an icebreaker, a new person, an old person, whenever you want to just deepen your connection. And right now, we're all deepening our connection. So I hope you find these tools for asking open-ended questions useful for your time in quarantine, for your time after quarantine, but use them to deepen your relationship with your friends and your family. So three tools I've shared today, those coaching questions, Vertelis questions, and this list of 45 questions to ask while waiting. Thank you so much. Thanks for giving me this opportunity to share what I'm learning so that you can have a, a better quarantine, a better goal pursuit, a better time. And I'll look forward to connecting again real soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. And in the spirit of this podcast, let me leave with a question. Two, what moment yesterday made you laugh? Other question. Who can you reach out to today who would really benefit from hearing from you? All right, that's it from me. Love you and see you real soon. Take care.